With the pandemic that came upon us, the rise of video conferencing tools like Microsoft Teams and Zoom has led to more aspects of the sales conversation to occur virtually. And what began as a crisis reaction has evolved into the new normal. But how normal is the new normal? We're talking about how the strong shift from in-person to virtual selling has transformed B2B sales experience. Virtual sales enablement, new organizations, KPIs, everything is evolving. In the Virtual Selling Podcast, we address these issues in depth twice a week with the experts and leaders of these transformations, heads of sales, sales ops, and sales enablement of the most innovative companies in the field. This podcast is sponsored by SalesDeck.io, the new SaaS platform to make your customer meetings more engaging and better prepared. Find out how you can shorten sales cycles, convert more leads, and increase customer engagement. Virtual Selling is here to stay, and so is SalesDeck.io. Hi, everybody. I'm very happy to be with Jeff Bajorek, a trainer, consultant, and coach, and he's defining himself as, as challenging the statu quo, rethinking the way people sell, and, and his position is very strong about uh, the fact that the fundamental of selling have stayed the same, and it's only the methods that have changed. Uh, so what he trained his customer is really for them to find their own way to sell, uh, and f sell in a way that is effective and fulfilling for them. Is that right, Jeff? It's almost as if I told you that right before we got on. <laughs> no, wonderful. Thank you for that introduction. I appreciate that, Gabriel. And you want to complete it? Oh, I, I can't be much more complete than than what you just said there. I just I think I think it's easy for salespeople to get distracted. I think it's easy for them to get caught up in trying to find another better, quicker way. And uh, in the process of looking for that newer way, we forget what we're trying to do. And I don't care how you prospect. I don't care if you meet in person. I don't care if you meet in uh, over a, a video call like we're doing right now. I don't care if you correspond by carrier pigeon. There are certain things that have to happen in a sales process. And if you forget what those things are, you're going to have a really hard time accomplishing them. And that's why most sales processes just fizzle out and, and don't uh, ever get completed. So uh, let's not let, let's keep our eye on the ball, so to speak, and uh, and make more sales. Thanks a lot. And it will be a very interesting conversation on the subject and to confront you with all the new methods that have changed uh, during the pandemic. But before that, uh, do you want to share with us a fun fact? I think it's about the Olympics. Oh, yes. Um, this was really cool. When I was in college, we had an Olympic gold medalist come and speak to our student group. And her name was Dot Richardson. She played shortstop on the U.S. women's Olympic softball team. And she was telling stories and we were all passing the gold medal around. And at the end of the presentation, there was some free time. And so the medal got to me right about the same time. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw her come over and I'm looking at this medal. And she says, well, you're going to put it on, right? And I said, well, uh, okay. I mean, I'm like 19 years old, right? Like, well, you know, so yeah, great. If you're going to invite me to, I'm going to. So I put this thing on, she comes up, puts her arm around me and she's and we took a picture and she looks at me and she says, it looks like it belongs there. And I have never had a more unbelievable feeling, just an amazing feeling 
um, it wasn't even my gold medal, right? Like I, I can't describe just the buzz that I had uh, from wearing someone else's gold medal. But the, the icing on the cake was when she said, it looks like it belongs there. It's just, <laughs> you want to, I want to try to tap into that every chance I get. That's great. And, 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 and we love those feelings, even if it's not stolen feeling, I would say, yes. but, uh, but uh, they are still great, great feelings. I have the same feeling when I publish a book that I have not completely written. And uh, it's still a real feel feeling of accomplishment, even if it's not all the sweat of writing the book. So it's sure. really great. <laughs> For sure. So let's discuss about your point of view on virtual selling and the fact that uh, virtual selling is, is a real change. And we, we, we were all forced to go to virtual selling with the pandemics, mm -hmm. but you, you have to go back to basic. So let's develop your opinion on the subject. Well, I think virtual selling isn't a whole lot different than regular selling, whatever regular means. Um, when you break the sales process down, it's pretty clear and it's pretty time tested, right? You need to identify who you can help. You need to get their attention. You need to communicate your value and you need to ask for next steps. Again, I don't care if it's carrier pigeon, virtual camera, uh, based selling, or if you're actually shaking hands or having coffee with somebody, those are the things that need to happen. And yeah, what but, but, but you, you can't have coffee with someone on virtual selling. Oh no, I've done it. Here's the thing, Gabriel, if we were going to have a cup of coffee in person, it's not like I'm going to taste yours anyway. Right. And they sell air fresheners that smell like coffee shops. Like if you really want to feel like you are in the same place at the same time, even though we're on separate continents right now, send them a candle that, that smells like a coffee shop. Tell them to light it five minutes before your meeting, tell them to show up ready with a cup of coffee and you can have your virtual coffee together. Let's get real. Is the meeting about the coffee or is the meeting about the meeting? The biggest problem with virtual selling is that for a lot of salespeople, it made the sales meeting about the meeting. And that made them terrified because they couldn't hide behind a steak dinner or a round of golf or a really nice bottle of French wine. It had to be about the matter that they were discussing. And so virtual selling removes all that pretense. And it's terrifying for a seller because they've been exposed in many cases for the posers they are. They've been faking. They haven't really been prepared. They haven't known what they want to talk about. They haven't known what they want to accomplish or how to accomplish it. But they thought they were doing their job because they were in the same place at the same time as their prospect. The real sellers have been identified and the posers have been exposed. Yeah, that's for sure. But that makes, in my opinion, virtual customer meeting much more efficient, less based on relationship, but more really on the understanding of the pain, on the uh, discussion. The time is more limited. There is no time before. There is no time after. Right. Uh, the time is the, the time constraint is really strong because we all have another meeting after that. Yes. Um, so. so it is more efficient, more scary also for many, for many sellers, um, but it has to be prepared differently and, and maybe to, to have some tools that are used differently to be more efficient. Here's the thing. I won't disagree with anything that you said, but 
I want to point out something that you said. You said it makes the meeting less about the relationship and more about the topic of the meeting. Yes, but that's what your relationship should be based on anyway. You know how hard it is to do business with your friends? And, I agree with that. <laughs> right? Okay, so and as someone who's done business with his friends before, and it sounds like you have too. So why so many people are going out there trying to make friends? Your prospects are not looking for new friends, by the way. So it's but they are looking for people who can help them. Let's think about that. So now you're trying to go out and make friends with someone, so then you can do business with them later. You're trying to not be salesy. You're trying to not appear as someone who's trying to sell something to them so that you can then turn around and sell them something later. Let's be clear. The reason you're reaching out to these people is because you want to sell them something. There's nothing wrong with that. So now all of a sudden, is it less about the relationship? Does that mean that sometimes it's a little less fun? It does. But the key here is that the things that will make you a better virtual seller are the things that have been making top performers the best sellers forever. They like have what? agenda. They have an agenda. They know what is going to be impactful to their prospect or their customer. They make the focus their prospect or their customer's issues that they're trying to help them resolve. And they've got expertise. They've got um, experience. They've got stories. They've got wisdom. They have demonstrated the ability to guide people like their customers, like their prospects, from where their prospects are right now to where they want them or from to, you know, to where they want to be. It's not about the environment. It's not about the smell of the coffee shop or the taste of the, of a, the crust on a really well done steak. It's about the ways that you can help your customers make better decisions for their business or make better decisions for themselves. If you're selling something that they're going to use directly. So it's really forced us to get real about what selling is. And for us, unfortunately, to be called out on what selling isn't. And so is it more efficient? Yes. It means I can help more people in more places in less time. That's a win for guys like me. But I know it yeah, hurts the feelings. Fun. I know it hurts the feelings of people who have just been really excited to spend their company's money on stuff that they wouldn't buy for themselves. Mm. And, and, and I agree. I, I, I'm making a lot of parallel with workshops. Uh, mm -hmm. workshops used to be much more fun because you meet with your colleagues, uh, you are all together in your room, uh, 10 of you and discussing and having coffee and having in France croissant or chouquette, yeah. uh, if you like them. But the workshop were very difficult to manage because there was a lot of side discussion. People were going to the coffee machine and you have, you, you as a facilitator, you take a lot of time to bring them back to the room and so on. Right. And uh, you play with post-it and post-it are, are not very easy to read at the end because uh, everything every, and, and they stick out from the wall. And using Zoom and uh, split room and uh, whiteboarding tools, uh, workshop has, has became much more efficient than they was mm -hmm. uh, being able to do twice <laughs> as much as you do in a single day because uh, you can bring people together uh, in a click and stuff like that. And I think that we can, and we should reinvent uh, customer meetings the same way that we have reinvented workshop with Miro or Mural. I, I agree. And I wanna be clear about something. I think selling should be fun. 
And I miss those workshops. And I miss people being in the same room at the same time. And I miss the coffee and the croissants and all of that stuff. <laughs> Who doesn't? And the steak dinners and the rounds of golf, for that matter. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. What I'm saying is if you've relied on the surrounding events to be effective, you were doing it wrong. And so let's flip this conversation on its head a little bit. What if you got really good at the actual selling part and then had the advantage of a nice bottle of French wine, of, <laughs> of a great cup of coffee that just, because there's nothing like freshly roasted coffee beans ground and brewed for you in the matter of minutes, right? Like I love all this stuff, but we cannot lie to ourselves that those are the reasons that we make sales. And so now when it comes to workshops going virtually, sales calls going virtually, sales or salespeople and the sales profession as a whole have been forced to refocus and salespeople don't like being forced to do anything. That's for sure. So now it's like, okay, can we just recognize that it's in our best interest to be focused, to be professional, to remember what the meeting agenda is really all about. And I mean, that's what I like about sales deck too. You showed me the, the, the platform, you get an opportunity to set the agenda. You have some flexibility with it and you can keep an open dialogue while still staying, you know, tight to what you want to accomplish in the meeting. And as far as tools go for uh, virtual meetings. This is a really engaging one. And uh, I like what you're able to do because you're helping perhaps reluctant salespeople find a way to not do it in the same boring way on some other platforms. Right? Yeah. The, the, the idea of the product is really to be transparent, to be conversational. Right. And really our motto is to say uh, it's a place where buyer and seller team and deal together. Mm -hmm. And that's the idea. It's really to, 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 to have the same objectives and to, 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 to find an answer to the same, to these same, same objectives. Mm -hmm. And, and thanks a lot of what you said about the product. It's, it's very uh, thankful. Um, about other techniques, uh, video, uh, social media, uh, pigeons, uh, I think it's something like that. Is there some of them that you recommend or it's really up to you and up to the seller? Well, it's always up to the seller. I use social media a fair amount. I use video a fair amount. Um, I think, again, we need to remember what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And then we need to identify the tools that will help us ac accomplish that in a way that is... Um, not only engaging and purposeful, but also novel enough to help you get people's attention. Because the number one barrier to entry in any sales position is access to your customers. You know, I mean, just go to, you know, Google search or, or look at all of the tips that are provided out there for salespeople. And it's, how do I book a meeting? How do I get past a gatekeeper? How do I, you know, reach more of my target customers? Access is the biggest limiting factor. So if you can use a novel technique to gain access, 
you know, there's going to be a time in the near future where we're able to send 3D holograms of ourselves to our customers. I promise it's going to happen. And if yeah. someone isn't developing that, then get on it, please. But in, in France, we have, we have politicians that use uh, holograms to do meetings in different places at the same time. Yeah. So you can do those things to help stand out, but a hologram without a good message, it's still a bad message, right? You're going to win some fascination points, but you're not going to actually be able to make a sale on that, right? So don't get so caught up in the novelty of the tool or the tools themselves, or worse yet, arguing which tool is better. What a waste. Yeah, I agree with you. The, the people that are arguing that phone is uh, dead or email is dead or whatsoever, uh, choose what's working for you and what works with your customer also, which is mm -hmm. the most essential part. If they answer to the phone, it's great. If they don't answer to the phone, take uh, uh, email or, or traditional mail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so again, what are we trying to accomplish here? Use the tools at our disposal that are gonna help us do the job, one, as effectively as possible, two, as comfortably and authentically as possible. And I mean comfortable in a way that's authentic. I mean, like, this feels like a good, like, if you don't ever call on the phone, then maybe you don't make the phone the number one pillar of your outreach. I still think the phone is a weapon and you ignore it at your own peril. But if you don't love talking on the phone, then don't make that 80% of your outreach. Make that the portion of your outreach that reminds your prospect that you have them professionally surrounded. Oh, by the way, I have your phone number too, and I'm not afraid to use it. Maybe you <laughs> should answer my email. Maybe that connection request should go, you know, and, and maybe you should pay attention to that, right? I'm not going anywhere and I'm going to persist until I get through to you. Email is easy to ignore. Social media is easy to ignore. The phone is easy to ignore on their own. But when you have all three or even more multiple social channels, or maybe you live close enough to someone you're able to run into them when your kids play on the same football team or go to the same school or, or whatever, demonstrating that, yeah, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I know I can help. I'm only asking for a conversation. The more of that momentum you can build, the better off you're going to be. So use those tools. Um, but I'm not going to tell anybody that they have to use video to prospect or as part of their sales process or that they need to use social media. I think, you know, the idea is, and, and really my thesis for my business is let me remind people what needs to be done. Let me show them how they can do it and let them choose the way they do it. And then the biggest part where I come in is I make them believe that they can, because that's the biggest thing that stands between knowing and doing is the belief that you can actually execute successfully. Yeah, that's true. It's it has to you have to break the barrier the barrier that you have inside. Yes. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Uh, we are about to finish the podcast. Mm. Uh, do you want to 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 tell our audience or to join you or to contact you or share things with them? Yeah, the the best place to follow me is on LinkedIn. Uh, you can just search my name and. There I am. Um, I'm there a lot. Um, I have a podcast called Rethink the Way You Sell. And so if you're listening to this on a podcast player right now, if you just make sure you like and subscribe to this one, right? Maybe even leave a review because Gabriel's a good guy doing a great show. And then in that same player, 
just search Rethink the Way You Sell. You'll see my name, my show, and um, it's really good. I'm really proud of it. I don't say that lightly. I'm not someone who has a huge ego and likes to tell people how great they are, but this show is really, really good, and I think you'll like it. So give it a shot, and uh, I hope that uh, I'm able to help you. Great, and uh, I will go for it uh, right now. Uh, one last question about sales deck. You already said that you, you understand the, the, the use of the product. Uh, would you recommend it to some of your customers as, as, as part of tools that they can use? It's absolutely worth a look. And I like the way you laid it out for me. Um, you gave me a brief tour of the, the platform before we started here. Um, I really like the flexibility it gives salespeople. Most sales decks are linear. And if you, and they're easiest to navigate when you do so in a linear fashion. So that makes it really awkward if you want to skip around. What this allows you to do is highlight the points of your presentation that are necessary based on the discovery you do, which is an underutilized part of the the sales process. Most people try to hurry through discovery so they can get to the selling part. Discovery is the selling part. I'm going to keep yeah, it's a that. Part, yeah. So for you to really have as much flexibility as you need to make the points that you need to make, um, it's a really cool tool. It's worth a look. Thanks a lot, Jeff. This episode of the Virtual Selling Podcast is over. Thanks for sticking around. Join us twice a week for a new episode with new stories and challenge of giants in the field. If you enjoyed today's episode, we are always listening for your feedback. Share the show and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any episode. This episode was brought to you by SalesDeck.io, the virtual selling platform that increases your sales team efficiency and sales readiness, enables remote management and advanced sales operational excellence. Book your SalesDeck.io demo today to discover how you can close more deals with engaging and better prep customer meetings. Thanks a lot, Jeff. It, it was really a pleasure and a great conversation. Thank you. I appreciate you having me.